0: What is the part that prayer plays in the fulfilling of Bible prophecy? And we are so honored to be joined by one of Irvin Baxter's childhood friends today. All this and more today on End Time.
1: You're listening to a replay of The End Time Show.
0: Welcome to In Time, Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us today. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. You know, we've been taking some breaks from our normal prophecy content um, and current events content, and Doug and I have felt just urged to talk about revival. I know Dave's been talking about that as well um, when he's on the show, and so um, we just felt like it was appropriate. We've been having our... Annual board meetings with our board of directors here at End Time. And someone that is on the board happens to be a childhood friend of Irvin Baxter's, who is the founder of End Time Ministries, of course. And we felt like it would be appropriate to have him on the show with us. He um, gave a devotion last year to our board of directors and he talked about uh, what prayer has to do with fulfilling Bible prophecy. And Doug and I talked about it and we said, we've got to have him on the show to talk about it. Plus, He's got a lot of stories about Irvin that some of y'all have never heard before, perhaps some of the stuff I've never heard. So we are excited, Pastor Straub, to have you with us today. Uh, We've been talking about it for a while, so I know know how excited Doug and I are that you're with
2: us. Well, it's a joy to be here with you. Uh, I can't express just how proud that uh, I am of you and Dave and, and Doug. You guys are just doing an outstanding job with this ministry that my dear friend Irvin started some years back. And uh, I, I think he would just have to smile <laughs> as he looks at what's taking place with you guys. You're doing an outstanding job, and I commend you for that. Wow. Oh, thank you. thank I, you. You know, Doug started
0: within time. He was just driving down the road listening on the radio. He <laughs> yeah. found it on the radio one day. And well, uh, one yeah. thing is, and he came to a Bible study here in this very studio, this room that we're sitting yes, in. Yes, I did. And one thing has led to another, and so he got to travel a lot with Irvin and Judy. And mm-hmm. um, I know how I know how proud he would be of you too, Doug. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> I know so. Um, and and our whole team has just has been awesome as we've navigated um, the transition where you know Irvin passed away, and here we are now, and the future is very bright. We haven't seen anything yet. God is doing a wonderful work. And uh, we're so excited to be uh, serving with this team for his sake. Now, we're going to get into some stories um, that Pastor Straup has about Irvin Baxter. Before we do, I want to remind you that we're taking a tour to Israel here in a few months. Doug's going with his wife, Tina. Dave and Jana are going. And we would love for you to join us. Go to endtime.com tour. We are going to see the Temple Mount, the Temple Mount, excuse me, the Wailing Wall, they will go to the Sea of Galilee. They will go all over Israel, and you're going to hear about it from a prophetic perspective. So make plans to join us in Israel by going to intimecom slash tour or calling 800 endtime. time That's 800-363-8463. Now, Pastor Straub, I think I have it correct that that you and Irvin go back like, like young children, right? When, when did do. you meet him?
2: We do. I first met Irvin when his father left Missouri and accepted a pastorate. In Richmond Indiana okay and uh, I think I first became acquainted with him on uh, an old Methodist campground that our district used to rent up by Lafayette Indiana okay and uh, Irvin was about 12 when his dad came somewhere in there I was a year younger and uh, you know he he just was one who always demanded attention he was just (laughs) a, a bright shining star he always had that huge smile I mentioned some things. I was honored to speak at a memorial service, and I mentioned some things that, uh, that we experienced as children and, uh, and even as young adults. <laughs> you know, boys sometimes hey, never stop being boys. Don't draw we, the line at young. I yes. know how you guys were. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun every time that we were together. I mean, uh, I can still see him as boys at that camp yeah. down at the creek. I told this at his funeral down at the creek, which, by the way, was off limits. We weren't supposed to be down there. And, and uh, he was just this first memory I have of him was him surrounded by other guys. It was like him against the world. And he's the one, of course, who instigated this water fight and was splashing water and laughing to high heaven, you know. And it was just a, a, a great memory. We, we became acquainted to that. Uh, after that, we were in the same youth rally group. And uh, of course, he was always uh, Despite being such a fun person, he was really focused. He was a devout Christian ever, even as a young teenager. And whereas I, as a, as a teen, sometimes struggled in my walk, but uh, he was an encouragement. I respected him, even when we were just kids. I respected him, and he demanded that he was just that type of person. <laughs> now he tells story. I'm sorry, you're going on. No, he tells story about
0: when he was, he was called to preach. Do you remember at all when he went through his child, his teenage years, trying to preach, but he he didn't feel called yet? Do you remember
2: any of that? I kind of remember him telling that story. I don't I don't remember the uh, details of it now. Okay. He told many stories about his father, yes, the great faith that his dad had. Like the time when they had some unexpected guests come to their house and really had no money to mm-hmm. to buy any food, but but uh, he just felt. Uh, that the Lord would have him go to the grocery store. So he went and just filled the card up as if he had the money to pay for it yeah. and came up to the cash register and, and the, uh, the cashier said, well, you know, Reverend, you've been coming here for so long. Today, it's just on us. He was just that type. And, and you know, <laughs> Irvin Jr., uh, he acquired that same type of faith and followed mm-hmm. in the footsteps of both of his parents. Actually, they were great people of faith that I deeply respected as a child.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how about when he wrote a message for the president? Do you remember that time? He he wrote that book in 1986. And he he tells us, he told us of of friends that said, Irvin, uh, I don't think you wanna put in there that the Berlin Wall's gonna come down. And he said, "Oh, I've gotta put it. And so I imagine you probably were around when some of that chatter was occurring.
2: Well, you, you know, he did talk to me about it, but I, I wasn't one of those that tried to stop him. I figured if, if Irvin, uh, he was to do it, he's going to do it, and he's yeah. got a word from God. Yeah. So it was pretty amazing that, what was it, three years yeah. before that actually happened, when none of us thought that would ever happen, that he got this uh, revelation from the Lord, really. And sure enough, three la- years later in 1989, I believe it was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. came to pass just as uh, he thought it would. Amazing man. Yeah. And. You had some Doug?
3: I was just gonna say. I mean, talking about the many stories about their their childhood and everything. What kind of? Because um, he he would tell me stories about being an athlete and stuff like that. What? How athletic was he during that? <laughs> really, club? Doug? I, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, and none I'll tell of you us are probably minute.
2: as good as we tell our kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he was good. Yeah. Uh, and he was a competitor. Always right. a competitor. You yeah. know. Uh, I can still see. I was thinking about that today there at that same campgrounds. Of course, we'd play softball. It was pretty amusing watching some of those preachers. You saw some traits come out of the preacher (laughs) sometimes that that you didn't expect. And, uh, but Irvin was—he was, he was an, he loved to play the infield. Uh Can't remember if it was second base or shortstop, but to shortstop, of course. Anything he did, of course, he did it heartily. Right. As to the Lord, he was, he was a good athlete. And then as adults, there were some of us young preachers. I don't know how much time we have, You've got 10 seconds. Okay, then I'll finish the story on the yeah. other side.
0: All right. Well, make sure that you don't go anywhere because you want to hear the rest of this and several other stories. We do have open lines. 877N times the number to call. And then Pastor Straup is going to be sharing a message on prayer and prophecy. So you don't want to go anywhere. You've got to hear this. We'll be right back. They that
1: understand what is taking place will instruct many Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call one 800 end or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. You're listening to a replay of The End Time Show.
0: Welcome back to End Time. Ben Stegall here with Doug Norvell. A very special guest, Pastor Robert Straup is with us who is a childhood friend of Irvin Baxter's and so we're hearing some Irvin Baxter story and he's going to be talking about prayer here in a few moments. So uh, now is the perfect time. You need to stop what you're doing and hit the share button. Hit the heart icon, comment. Let us know that you're watching. Everybody on Facebook needs to hear what Pastor Straub has to say about prayer. So be sure to do that. Make sure you tell everybody you know to get on here. Um, before we get into, we uh, he, he left off on a story that you've got to hear and we're gonna get into the prayer. But before we do that, I wanna remind you that we're coming out with three new videos on End Time Plus. They're exclusively releasing on End Time Plus this coming Friday, Warn the Jews will publish at midnight. So be sure that you are either subscribed to end time plus or that you have the free trial you can get it for seven days totally free if you go there right now watch.endtime.com or intime.com new warn the jews releases this week the two witnesses releases the week after that and then the antichrist socialistic kingdom releases from three weeks from now so be sure that you're on end time plus um, and you will get exclusive access to those three new videos that release this month. All right, Pastor Straub. something about young preachers and what they do. We all want to know. (laughs) uh,
2: Doug was asking about was was he a good athlete when he was young and so on. Well, he was very earnest and he was good. He was good. But as young preachers, I pastored up in northwest Indiana, just 40 miles from downtown Chicago. And of course, he was in Richmond, Indiana. But about five of us Indiana young preachers would meet in Indianapolis. I think it was on the first Monday of every month. And uh, at the Indianapolis Athletic Club, and Jim Larson was a member there, and he, he'd get us all in there. So we would have lunch together, and then we would have three hours where we would just challenge one another in regards to revival and what to do. And, and of course, Irvin, being Irvin, would be on the edge of his seat about like you are right now. And He would <laughs> he would be the one when we'd say, I don't know, Irvin, I don't know. And he said, come on guys, we can, we can do this. We got this. We, he was the one that was always such an inspiration in those times. And then afterwards, we would go play racquetball. And uh, of course he was a handball player. So when he got that racket and had that extra length on there, he's used to have to get it with his hand. Yeah. So he was tough. Yeah, He was tough. <laughs> I did want to mention before I get into this uh, lesson on prayer, Irvin was a celebrity. He would come up. We schedule him every March up in Merrillville, Indiana where I pastored and uh, I'm retired now, but he he would uh, he would come up there every March. And the last time he was there we went to a restaurant. I think he was there on a Friday night and a Sunday morning. On that Saturday we went out to eat in some restaurant there in in the local area and uh, and and, you know I kept noticing this guy staring at Irvin. Finally he came over and are you Irvin Baxter? <laughs> he said, well, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Asked him for his autograph, did all these things. I said, good grief, Irvin, you're a, you're a celebrity. I mean, I've been coming to this restaurant for 40 years. Nobody's ever asked me for an autograph. Well, the next day we took him to a nice place on Sunday dinner, and, and uh, you know, it happened again. This guy this time had his Bible. He was very devout. He came over and said, are you Irvin Baxter? <laughs> I thought, crying out loud. He <laughs> said, yes. And he said, would you sign my Bible? Of course, signed his Bible. Would you, <laughs> could I get a picture with you? So, wow. I mean, the guy, my friend sent shot, he was a celebrity. Yeah. And I think when we see End Time Ministries and, and what this man accomplished in his lifetime, it, it's a testament to the kind of man he was. Mm. The yeah. work ethic, the character, the love of God, uh, the the pure faith. He really was a mm-hmm. very amazing man. I just, I just loved him. I just loved him.
3: I, I have a similar story like that. We were on an airplane and my wife and I are sitting there a few rows back from Brother Baxter and the pilot comes out and walks over to him. Are you Irvin Baxter? And they You're have this pilot. conversation. And I looked over at Tina and I said, well, we don't have to worry about this flight. Our pilot is a Christian <laughs> and he knows Brother Baxter, so we're good. But the pilot of all people comes out of the cockpit and introduces himself to Brother Baxter. Well, I it might really have been unique. worried
2: about it. I'd say, who's up in the cockpit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this was
0: before we took off, so we were okay. We were still on the ground. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Straub, there is so much turmoil going on in our world you know, banks have shut down, all this crazy wars are happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Doug and I, and and really all of End Time and a lot of people that we're associated with feel this call to revival. We feel this call to um, a closer walk with the Lord. And as I thought about the devotion that you shared last year in our board meeting on prayer, I mean, that has just stuck with so many of us here. And we felt like our whole audience needs to hear this very message. And so I don't know how you want to get into it, but I think it'd be appropriate to dive right off into that
2: now. Well, I remember that, and, and I did bring a few notes to That was a year ago, after all. Yes. But uh, I did cut it from what, of course, I taught in that devotion. But the Bible clearly teaches that God always answers prayers, the prayers of His people mm-hmm. that are prayed in His will. For that is, in fact, the, the very purpose of prayer. That's why that God instituted prayer in the first place was to bring his will to pass on this earth and and that that's why the beloved john the apostle in his first epistle said this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will if we pray anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us then we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him and that we uh, Desired of him so John could say that because he understood this wonderful truth the truth that I just proclaimed That the purpose of prayer the very purpose of prayer is to bring his will to pass And so that means that nothing in regards to God's will for mankind can or will happen Without our involvement in prayer because it's like the psalmist said in the 115th psalm the heaven Even the heaven of the heavens are the Lord's but the earth has he given to the children of men. So He's made us responsible for what happens here, and that, no doubt, is why the world is in such a mess today. But here's the reason why that, uh, when, when Je- that's the reason why that Jesus, when He taught His disciples how to pray, He said, pray this way, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So that's what prayer is all about. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. And so God is committed to always answering prayers that are prayed in His will. But here's the thing, and this is key, He doesn't always answer those prayers immediately. And the reason for that is, has something to do with His foreordained timing. Hebrews 11.3 has been a very interesting scripture to me. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds, most people when they read this think it's talking about the physical world, the cosmos, but the Greek word there is not cosmos, It's eons. He did create the physical world, but this isn't talking about that in this verse. We understand that the eons or the ages of time were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, for instance, in our world that you're talking about today, like the Russian bear, the British lion, the American eagle, the German leopard, that's been in the news recently of Daniel chapter 7, were not made of things which which do appear. In, In other words, they didn't just happen. They don't just happen by chance. They were planned by God. From the foundation of the world. And so God, from the very beginning, put all of the future ages of time in in the order in which He plans to bring them to pass. That's why God said through Isaiah the prophet, I am God, there's none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times of things that are not yet done. So consider this. A little while later, several verses later in Hebrews 11, which is the heroes of faith, the Old Testament heroes of faith, He said, all of these Old Testament heroes of faith, all of them died in faith, not having received the promises. They had promises, but they hadn't received them. And yet they died in faith, having seen those promises afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them. So all of these great Old Testament men and women of God, these heroes of faith, died without ever having those things that God had shown them things that they had earnestly prayed for ever come to pass within their lifetimes. They saw them afar off, they embraced them, no doubt earnestly prayed about them, but their prayers were never answered while they were still alive. Mm -hmm. And then 1 Peter adds, uh, adds to this, saying that these prophets of the Old Testament era inquired. They thought, Lord, what's this all about? They inquired, they searched diligently into this grace that would in God's time come to us in the New Testament era, searching what? They, they, they asked God, what is this that you've shown me, Lord? In what manner of time, when will this happen, Father? Unto whom in time it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister these things. So God allowed these Old Testament prophets and saints to see things that were never going to come to pass in their lifetimes. And, and these men and women of God prayed. They prayed. They continued to pray. And they were praying in the perfect will of God about these future things. That god had shown them and yet their prayers were never answered during their lifetime and so so my question is this what did god do with those prayers of these old testament heroes of faith did he just discard them because it wasn't yet his time to fulfill them did he just throw them away even though they were prayed in his will but just at the wrong time oh no he wouldn't do that because you see these prayers were far too valuable, far too precious to just discard them because God, in His time, would need these prayers in order to fulfill His foreordained plan and will. And so here's what I believe happens to those prayers that are prayed God's will when He's not yet ready to answer them. The Bible teaches that He takes the prayers of His people that have been prayed in His will and He stores them away. Revelation 5 says in golden vials, they're so precious, He stores them away until the time comes to fulfill his prophetic plan. One example is Revelation chapter eight, verse three says, another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints. You have some prayers there, you do? I have a bunch there, (laughs) plan to get some more there. With the prayers of all the saints from down through the ages upon the golden altar, which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints Ascended up before God out of the angels hand and the angel took that censer full of prayers filled with fire of the altar and cast it to the earth But just listen what uh, to what happened when these prayers of all the saints of the ages were cast to the earth The next verse says the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound And all of this mind you happened in response to the prayers of all God's people, including those Old Testament saints that died in faith from down through the ages of time, prayers that had been kept in storage until that time of their fulfillment arrived. And so this example shows how that God, when his time comes to fulfill his ancient prophecies, uses the prayers of all the saints of all the ages to bring his will to pass. And here, in this particular passage, we see that these angels who in God's time are called upon to sound the seven trumpets actually do so in answer to the prayers of the saints of all the ages until finally that prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray will be fully answered. I'm talking about that prayer where he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. For This is what will happen when the seventh trumpet sounds in response to our prayers. The seventh angel sounded And there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So that's what God's people have been praying about down through the ages of time. My wife went to a a conference in the Louisiana district years ago, and Brother Tom Fred Tenney prophesied at that conference, and she brought home a cassette. That's how long ago it was. (laughs) And, And I listened to that prophecy, and it went along with right... What I'm saying here today, the prophecy was this, the clouds are already seated. This generation will be the recipients of the prayers of the saints of the ages. I will pour my spirit out in a measure beyond what any man has dreamed or preached. Mm. I will do a quick work and no man has preached it or envisioned it as big as it will be. Mm. And so God has been keeping the prayers of his people in store down through the ages of time awaiting these end times in which we're privileged to live, this season that God from the foundation of the world foreordained to be the time of the greatest move of his spirit ever. So as you can see, our prayers do indeed play a very important part in the fulfillment of God's prophetic word. Wow. It's
3: pretty amazing. Doug, <laughs> I you know, from while you're sitting there and you're talking about all this, I keep thinking about how Pastor Baxter had what he would be like when he's praying. And I thought about his prayers being there and things that he saw in Scripture that would be fulfilled. He didn't he didn't get to see them come to pass yet. But just like you're saying, and I can remember, you know, going back to him doing everything the way he did it. He prayed the same way with so much passion. And uh, I mean, I can remember hearing him pray. Uh, Lord, let me just do this. Let me just get this done, you know, especially when he's talking about the revelation and when he was working on it, he's like, Lord, just let me get this revelation done so I can get this out there. And so hearing that, I mean, it's very encouraging. I mean, I'm tearing up and everything, but it's encouraging to me to to hear that. That's the first time I've ever thought about it. And when you tied it in with Revelation uh, chapter eight and about that censor full of the prayers of the saints, I can... See that? I mean that's that was so beautiful. That's amazing. Sorry I didn't mean to just go off there, but that was really cool. No, we need more of
5: that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think of the power of prayer and that God that's how he accomplishes his will. I've established a prayer list of just prodigals. Mm. I mean somebody needs to be calling. You know God want you know you're praying in God's will. Absolutely. So I just Established a, a, a list of them, all of them I could think of in 40 plus years of pastoring, and mm-hmm. just call their name every morning because, pff, yeah, once to hit those funny. doors and last year of you hell, with, like wow, with,
0: with this revelation that you have on prayer is really what gets you out of bed every morning, it motivates you to get absolutely. down on your knees and pray. Yeah, we need more of that. Sometimes
2: I get in my chair, if the truth be known. There you go.
0: <laughs> I used to get down on my knees. Right? Yes, understood. Well, we're going to talk more about prayer on the other side of the break. We'll be getting to your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right
5: back with Pastor Robert stroud
4: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. You're listening to
1: a replay of The End Time Show.
0: Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norbell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877 877- 363-8463. Don't forget, we're taking a tour to Israel. We have less than 30 spots available, so if you plan to join us, you better reserve your spot today by going to endtime.com slash tour, or you can call us at 800 endtime and ask for Brittany or Jan, and they'll be able to help you out with that. It's a trip of a lifetime. You get to go spend exclusive time with Dave and Jana, and Doug and Tina, they'll be going this time as well. So. Um, I guess it's probably worth the price just to go have dinner with you every night, Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's worth your price right there. So. <laughs> no doubt. Well, um, we have Pastor Straub here with us. We, we already told you that he was a childhood friend of Irving Baxter. So there are a lot of stories. And, and, of course, we didn't want to spend the whole hour talking about those stories because this message of prayer is so important. You know, where we are in the world today, and, and really it's been this way for a long time, but people are starting to wake up to what's going on and, and people are hungry for more. And, and it seems like these prayers that have been bottled up for decades and centuries, things are starting to happen like we've never seen. And we see people hungering for more of, of God and they don't know what that means necessarily, but they're just crying out for something more. And so when he is talking about this this uh, the, the prayers that he was talking about in the previous um, segment is, It's so powerful, and we need to get a hold of this message. We need it to drive us to prayer. You know, you're not wasting time when you're praying for your spouse who is not following the Lord like they need to be. You're not wasting time when you're praying for your kids who have walked away from the Lord. Um, You're not wasting time praying for those promises that He gave you a few years ago, and they haven't came about yet. Keep praying. Be strong. God is doing a new thing in the earth, and I'm so happy to be part of it. Pastor Straub, you were talking about Praying thy kingdom come. You know, and that ministers to me because it seems like it's my nature as a human. You know, I want to pray my kingdom come. You know, I want to pray that, you know, naturally I want things to work out exactly the way I want them to work out or things to work out in my favor. But I've got to stop and go, you know, that prayer starts with our Father. Not my Father, but, you know, us in a community. It's our Father. And thy kingdom come. And so, talk a little bit about that. I know you've heard people over the years that are, and you've counseled people over the years and all your years of pastoring. Uh, we didn't even really get to do a good introduction for you. You've you pastored
2: for 50 some years, is that right? I pastored for 45 years Okay. in Gary, Indiana. Later, we built to Merrillville Borders, Gary, on the south for 45 years. I pastored three and a half years in Minnesota before that and was an assistant pastor in Toledo, Ohio before that.
0: Okay, so you've got decades of pastoring. You also led the Indiana District, which is a a group of licensed ministers. I mean, you did that for uh, quite a while as well. 17 years. 17 years where you are the superintendent over hundreds of, of ministers. Correct. So you have certainly spent a lot of time counseling people that perhaps were praying for their kingdom to come. So how do you help people shift that, where they they get less focused on themselves and more focused on
2: His kingdom? Well, I, I think that selfish way of thinking comes as a result of the fall. Mm. Uh, you know, I changed my message this morning. I told you guys that. There was yeah. something else I was going to teach. I was going to teach about the first resurrection. Yes. Blessed are they which have part in the first resurrection, you know, for we shall reign kings and priests with with God. And usually when we God's people think of, 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 of the the first resurrection, the rapture, we think about heaven and going up to heaven. You know, I'm going up, I'm going up in the first. We used to even sing about it. But the fact is, when we go up, we're not going to stay up very long because we're going to turn right back and come right back down following the marriage supper and 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 uh uh, the judgment seat of Christ when we get assigned. So I think we should have more focus on that because the, the first Adam messed things up. The last Adam, Christ Jesus, came and restored. His purpose and mission was to restore that kingdom mm. that man had lost because he was created. Adam wasn't created to, to dwell in a mansion up in heaven somewhere and twiddle his thumbs and relax all three terms. He was created to rule and reign. He created God created this earth for us. And uh, so when the first Adam, Adam messed up, the last Adam, Christ, Jesus, had to come. God had to come in human form to win back that which man had lost. And what man had lost was the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, God does want, in a sense, our kingdom to come, but that's as we're in submission to him. Yeah. So the, the cure for selfish thoughts, of course, is is the fallen self. That's why we need to be born again. We need to readjust our focus and even as saints of God, we need to have our focus, not necessarily be on, you know, I'm looking forward to that day in the distant future when we get to our eternal reward and we get to go to heaven to stay. But that's way down past the thousand year reign of Christ. So I think our focus needs to be on on that coming physical reign of Christ here on earth because what we're doing now, about three years ago, if I have a moment to tell this, Yeah. I was praying in our sanctuary, I was still pastor, and I was praying up in the, up in the altar area on our Saturday night prayer meeting, and suddenly there came a, a powerful thought into my spirit that was injected there by the Holy Spirit, knit my spirit. And I, it was so unexpected that, that, that I found myself blurting out something that I hadn't even been thinking. And, and this is what I said, I said, I, you know, I'm applying for a job, I just said it right out loud, I'm applying for a job in the coming millennial reign of Christ. And it's the life I'm living right now that is my only resume."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I went back to my sound man. I said, did you hear what I just said up there? <laughs> <laughs> wow. He said, I did. I said, well, and you know that, that since that time, that has changed my life. I pray that nearly every morning. Mm-hmm. I say, God, I'm applying. I'm applying for a, for a job ruling and reigning with you. And I know that it's the life I'm living right now that's my only resume. So help me to make it a good one, mm-hmm. a very good one. And I think that's real important because the Bible tells us that God's no respecter of persons. What our, our position in that millennial reign of Christ is solely based upon the lives we're living right now. Yeah. Mm. And and you guys at the end time, I just want to, you know, when God finishes with you down here on earth, he's at the rapture, he'll not yet be finished with you. Mm-hmm. This is your first calling, but you have another calling. Yeah. Beyond the rapture, yeah. you're not going to rest in your mansions yet unless God has one for you on the on the millennial <laughs> earth. But he's got to work for you. to do, And we need to focus on that. Yeah. That needs to challenge us yes. to be the people that we need to be That's for good. God's sake. That's very good. You mentioned being born again. You know, the disciples,
0: you know, they, they talked about being transformed and we saw where they were. I mean, truth be told, in the beginning, they were about their kingdom. You know, they want to know where they would sit. You know, am I going to be right beside you? Um, and they were transformed. We have a we have a uh, an article on uh, endtime.com. If you go to endtime.com/reborn, you can learn more about what it means to be born again. Um, and you need to do that. Go there and read that. It's totally free for you to, to read and pray about it. and Ask the Lord to reveal things to you. Open up your spirit to receive. Intime.com slash reborn. And you can learn there what it means to be born again. Now, the disciples, they called it being transformed. So, you know, I've been around church my whole life. I know church people. I know people who have been transformed, born again, and they still struggle with some of this stuff. And there's sometimes I can help some of those people and there's sometimes I can't. And sometimes that is frustrating. Um, so I don't know if you have advice for somebody that maybe they're married to somebody who's been born again and they're not clicking, or maybe they are. They can't figure it out for themselves. I don't, how would you How would you tell somebody to uh, to talk to themselves about digging themselves out of where they are?
2: Well, I I think uh, sometimes. God allows difficulties and troubles to come into our lives for that very reason. Mm. Uh, to help us come to the realization that, hey, I need to make some changes. Yeah. I know that's how it was in my life. I heard somebody preach uh, one time, a one-time message entitled, if the devil had you right where you wanted you were, would that place be? And we can imagine all kinds of things and drugs here and there and everywhere. But it's... Uh, his answer was, was following Christ, but at a distance mm-hmm. because he said the last place the devil would want you to get is the pig pen, because when you get to the pig pen, you wake up. Yeah. And that's where the son, the prodigal woke up and said, you know, I had a lot better off before I, I made this mess of my life. Wow. I was raised in church. Unlike Irvin, I got away from the Lord in my teen years and uh, got entangled in, in, in various addictive sins. And... Uh, I remember when I was in Pakistan in the Air Force. You know, I tried to quit smoking one time, and the best Robert Straub could do was 104 hours. How many days did that? A little over four days. <laughs> but when I got out of the Air Force in June of '68, went out to that campgrounds that belongs to our district now. Uh, I prayed through. Tommy Kraft preached that night, and I prayed through that night, and that was August 12th of 1968. Wow. I was transformed, yes. and the, the alcohol was gone, the tobacco was gone. Now that's the difference in what Bob Straub can do and what God can do. I could do, go 104 hours. How, how how long has it been since August 12th of 1968? So so I would I would uh, counsel and advise anyone who's who's with that that you feel like you're in the pig pen. You, you made a mess of your life. I prayed when I was in Japan, when I was in Pakistan. I said, God, if you'll just let me get home, I'll serve you. And uh, that's exactly what I needed, and, wow. and it transformed me and changed me. Hmm. And so I, I would just advise that, that that's what you need. You need Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the one that will transform you.
3: Amen. Well, let me ask you this. With with everything going on, Vince touched on it a little bit earlier, there's so much going on right now. And because of the last uh, three or four days, we've had these banks that are starting to shut down and people are, are in panic mode all of a sudden because now they, they see a financial collapse coming, they think. And so because of that, I've gotten a lot of emails just over the past couple of days. How would you uh, tell someone to pray if they're scared of that? I mean, we try not to push fear here. We're always trying to help them understand, look, God's in control of this, but how would you tell them to, to pray to run that fear out of... Their life right now when they're seeing things happen they can't control.
2: Well, you know, Matthew 6, Jesus had a lot to say mm-hmm. <laughs> about not being concerned about those things. Right. I remember, uh, what was it called, Y2K? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole world, I had some folks even in our church, and I even had some preacher friends just so upset that, you know, the whole world is going to be turned up. But, you know, I looked outside and the Lord was feeding those robins out in my yard and he was. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't imagine that he's going to take, as he told us in his word, take care of all the animal kingdom, and he's going to let his people. You know, David said, I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Right. And uh, so my advice would be, you know, you can trust him. Right. You know, he, he says you're, he, he notes every sparrow, do you know how many birds there are? <laughs> many, many more times than there are people. Right. And he says, I see every sparrow that falls. Aren't you worth several sperm? So if he can take care of the animal, he's, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't worry about those things because you just have to trust God. Absolutely. And uh, he's the supplier of our needs. Yes, sir. It's really a lack of faith. It is.
0: I mean, people are consuming the news more than they're consuming God's they word. And so their faith is more in the next tragedy that's going to come mm-hmm. because that's what they're consuming. And so we need to get into God's word. We need to pray like you've been telling us, we need to pray and naturally things, will, your perspective will start shifting. And you know, that's what I talk about. I talk with parents, you know, cause I'm a young parent now. I've been, I guess I've been one for five years, but you know, there's people that complain about their kids' behavior and things like that, but they've set them on the iPad and put their earbuds in and have nothing to do with their kid's life. Well, these kids need to consume different things. And same for adults as well. We're coming up on a break. So sorry I didn't leave you enough time to respond to that. Perhaps you can do it after the break. We are going to get to some more calls on the other side. You can join us. There's some open lines at 877 End Time, 877 363 8463. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Pastor Stroud.
5: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com/future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463
1: you're listening to a replay of the end time show
0: welcome back to end time Vince DeGaugh here with Doug Norvell again their open lines at 877 end time 877-363-8463 we're so honored to have pastor Straup here with us a childhood friend of Irvin Baxter's uh, many people call him bishop as he has led uh, hundreds of ministers for decades, and he's pastored for decades, so we are honored that he is here with us today. Pastor Straub, so good to have you again. Um, What do you think Irvin would say if he knew you were sitting in this studio right now? Because as far as I know, you have never been a guest on his show. No, I haven't. (laughs) What in the world? Why'd it take so long? Well, yeah,
2: you know, I'm going to have to ask him about that. (laughs) But uh, I don't know what he might say I hope he'd be happy. He'd probably
0: say it's about time.
7: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I loved Urban.
0: <laughs> we were dear friends. Well, we're going to get to the calls and take a few questions and comments okay. about, um, about what we've talked about so far. But before we do that, sometimes time can get away from us. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before we run out of time for you to, to be able to do that?
2: I want to say to anybody that has unsaved loved ones that prayer has the, the power to convert. Uh, and you know when you're praying for somebody to be saved, you're praying in the will of God, it's real important to importune because sometimes, as Daniel found out, even though our prayers are answered on the first day that we pray them because they're praying in God's will, sometimes the adversary will try to keep our prayers from getting through, but if we'll just importune in prayer, take that battering ram of prayer and come against the gates of hell, Mm -hmm. in time, those they'll have to flood open. Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, and when thou art converted, not if thou art, Jesus understood, my prayers are prayed in the will of God so they will be answered. Mm. So he didn't say if thou art, he said when thou art converted. So I want to encourage parents with unsaved children, unsaved spouses, uh, you're praying in the will of God, importune, and in God's time your loved one will be saved.
0: Now, you're not just saying that, like you've seen it happen, like in other people's lives. I happen to know a little bit about your story. You've witnessed that, and I, I, I'm not asking you to get into any of those details. You're welcome to as much as you want. But you've witnessed that yourself where, where, where your children I certainly have. Um, and so um, your testimony is is where, something that you've seen God actually do in your life personally.
2: Absolutely. Uh, God answering my prayers, and in the case of my salvation, God answering my mm-hmm. grandparents' prayers. Yes. And uh, so, importune, keep praying, like, like the friend at midnight yeah. in Luke chapter 11, and like the little wi- widow woman in Luke chapter 18, and God will hear and answer your prayers.
0: Amen. Well, let's check out the calls now. We're going to go to Pat in New Hampshire. Pat, welcome to The End Time Show.
8: Good afternoon, Pastor Strout and uh, Vincent Doug how are you today
0: We are well thank you for your call Pat
8: Oh well thank you so much for taking my call and uh, Pastor Strout from your lips to God's ear um, I wish you'd add my son David who lives in West Virginia to your your prayer list for prodigals um, and I'm also convinced that the only hope for our nation in general is another great awakening um if if a financial collapse has to happen and you know the stock market crash or whatever has to happen to make that happen then so be it like you said lord feeds the robins and you know the all the other critters around he'll feed us or Mm. or take us home if we don't make it
0: amen what's what's your question today pat
8: uh, that w- no. I just had the comment.
0: Okay, thank you. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your call. Um, thank
8: you so much.
0: God bless you, Pat. Uh, we do have some open lines at eight seven seven End Time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We'll go to Pennsylvania now. Angie is watching there. Angie, welcome to the End Time show. Uh, thank
7: you so much for
0: taking my call. Absolutely, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh,
7: how are you all today? <laughs>
0: We are doing well.
7: Good. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, my question um, has to do with prayer. And um, I was wondering what you all thought. Uh, I try not to cry here. <laughs> kind of emotional. But um, you know, uh, when it comes to praying for such a long time, um, I have a lot of health issues, and um, I've been praying for God to heal me and um, my health just has not improved and it seems like um, more health issues just uh, can't, they keep surfacing and um, I see others get healed which I'm, you know, very glad, glad for them but it, it just seems like for me myself, I have faith for them but for me I my faith is very, very lacking. And um, I just, <laughs> if you could help me with that, I'd really appreciate it.
0: So she, she's wondering, you know, she's, she has struggled with her health and she sees other people get healed and she's struggling with faith for herself to get healed. And, and what could we say to her to help her in that regard?
2: Well, you know, that, that's a very disc- difficult place to be in. And I think at times like that, because nearly all of us during times of, of sickness, when we ourselves are sick, I think God oftentimes lays us on other people's hearts mm-hmm. because sometimes it's, maintain, it's hard for us to maintain the level of faith we perhaps need when we're going through it ourselves. So that's why God also has us uh, to pray for one another. And also just before the call, we were talking about importunity in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, our prayers aren't always answered immediately, but that doesn't mean that God isn't planning to answer them. But we can't give up. He said, Let us not be weary in well doing, mm-hmm. for in due season, in God's time, we'll reap if we faint not. So if we know we're praying in the will of God, just keep praying yeah. okay. until our answer comes, because it will. And okay. Pastor Straub, um, for Angie, I, and for everyone
0: really, wouldn't you say that um, this kind of ties into the power of community? you know and bearing each other's burdens and 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 if we're not in community with people that we can trust and that that are ministering to us and that we're talking to about our struggles and I don't know anything about what Angie's got going on in that regard but wouldn't you say that 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 is a very important part of it as well
2: absolutely Uh, Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens and that's how we fulfill the royal law of Christ Mm -hmm. and as I just said Sometimes we're just not in, in in a mental position to to really travail for ourselves, and that's the time when we have a responsibility as a body of Christ yes. to carry our brothers and sisters through difficult times.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Angie, thank you so much for your call. Thank you for being vulnerable with um, the, the
0: the trial that you're going through. We will be praying with you, Angie. Uh, our team gathers here every single morning at eight a.m and we lift up our partners in prayer. So go to endtime.com slash contact, uh, fill out a prayer request form there, and our team will call you by name. And we'll be praying for you, Angie, but that's to everybody. Uh, be sure to do that. We, we mention you by name. We will send you a letter letting you know that we prayed for you. We really believe in prayer here, so be sure to do that at endtime.com slash contact. God bless you, Angie. Thank you so much. Uh, Pastor Stroup, my wife and I, as, as we've gone through um, uh, having three children, um, she has struggled tremendously with pregnancy so for the first three months she's in bed with chronic morning sickness she can't even pour on a glass of water she is so bad sick and then the last half well not the last half the last few months she struggles with varicose veins so bad she can hardly get up and walk around and so we went through that first pregnancy and it was a struggle and then the second one and then the third one and it was like man the further we got into them the first one wasn't, it didn't go as nearly as smoothly as the last two. But what we learned was that being in community with people and them knowing that we're going through that instead of us trying to hide it or being embarrassed by it or whatever it may be, um, we just got to the point where we're like, we don't care what anybody thinks anymore. We value that community so much because we see how it has ministered to us and people just loved us through that. And uh, we're so blessed to be part of a group of people that have loved us in such a way, and I know that applies to so many different sicknesses, and and so...
2: Um, I've never been able to understand why yeah. that some people in the church want to keep their sicknesses and, and things that, that they're going through from the people of God, Yeah. when uh, we're the very people that can help carry them through these difficult times. I really think it's important, yeah. this community that you're talking about. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of people
0: who have been hurt and all that, and so they're not a part of a community. Um, but I, I can tell you that um, we have communities all over the United States and all over the world who we're walking uh, in step with and we trust. And so if you need connection to a local body of believers that believe like End Time does, go to endtime.com contact, select minister, and we will uh, respond to your email very quickly. You can call us at 800 End Time as well. Uh, we are happy to connect you with a local body. Um, let's go to New York. It is time for the Joe Show. Uh, Joe, welcome to End Time.
1: You guys look magnificent. <laughs> now I have three brothers to look at.
0: Yeah, can you believe it?
1: <laughs> God, God bless you, Pastor. Thank you for your years of service. I hope, I hope Robert, you can hear me.
2: Yes, sir, I can.
1: God bless you. I've been walking in the Lord Jesus for 45 years, and I can only share right now what i see taking place upon the nation i'm in touch with various ministries across this nation holy spirit is raising up the body of christ we see it taking place we're going to see the manifestations more and more each ministry has its purpose like end time my beautiful brothers and sisters there to be teaching the prophecies others are doing their jobs but it all comes together by Holy Spirit. I'm amazed that you're talking about prayer because that's what's been on my heart for the last week or so to be sharing people across this nation about not giving up Don't go by what you see on the news. It's false information. I want every believer who hears my voice right now to know, if you know and love the Lord Messiah Jesus, you have been given the authority to tear down the works of the devil. You have an authority to bring the Word of God, be clothed in the the Scriptures, and speak it and confess it, to all the people you meet wherever you go, hold true to that. You don't have to be in the five-fold ministry to have the authority. The Word of God doesn't say that. If you are born again and have Holy Spirit leading you, you have the authority. Keep praying. Keep praying. I had people all over this country praying for me for a year when I almost died in physical pain God delivered me through that. He is healing me more and more. I'm coming up on 76 years of age, and (laughs) it's not easy getting old, but I'll tell you, I learned to draw closer to the Lord Messiah Jesus in that time of suffering, and I want to encourage everyone no matter what you're going through, Messiah died on the cross for you, and he loves you, and he has a, a purpose for every child. Joe, we've got to cut you off. Of-
0: We're up at the end of the show. Thank you so much for calling. Pastor Straub, thank you for joining us. It's to
2: be here. Thank you. You've
0: got less than a minute. I don't know what you want to say, if you want to say anything, but... It was an I, honor I to have I'm, you. I think
2: I'm good. I've said enough. Right. Thank you, though.
0: Thank you, Pastor Straub. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. You can access thousands of hours of content totally free. By the way, this is this is powered by partners. So if you want to contribute and help continue to make this available for free, go to endtime.com/slash/give and become a monthly partner today. We'll see you here tomorrow at three.